0: Mamba Jahamba, I believe. Welcome Welcome to to Whelmed, a podcast podcast
1: for Xennials. Hey, Gorge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, wait, okay, so it happened. Oh, Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: not sure whether I'm supposed to feel like a bad friend because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Or...
1: <laughs> um, so <laughs> my dad got an email yesterday from his cell phone company saying that they are no longer supporting 3G flip phones. <laughs> well, he's...
0: okay. I'm sorry. Hold up a minute.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> It happened. <laughs>
1: Of all of the things I could have possibly (laughs) thought would be it.
0: That was not on my list.
1: And we got, my siblings and I shared our first group text with our father this morning, who normally sends us the weather every morning. Um, Today was, so normally we get this message and it says, good morning, here's the weather. I'm very proud of you and I love you.
0: He sends that every day?
1: Yeah, and then signs it dad, as if we don't know who it's from. Sure, as if you
0: don't know who it's
1: coming from, yeah. Uh Um, uh, Today was, and like, I think he sends it to us all, all of my three siblings and myself at the same time, but because it was from his flip phone, it did not send as a group.
0: Sure, yeah. Right,
1: but today we all got one together. Good morning. This is my new iPhone, so things will be different from before. Sunny day, high 73 degrees with low 54 degrees. Right now it's 50 degrees. Dad. Then my sister it's chimes just in. Adorable. My sister chimes in, you don't love us or are proud of us anymore?
0: <laughs> no, he's got an iPhone, bitch. He's moving on. Which
1: is basically what he said. <laughs> Does he
0: know that the weather is also on his new iPhone? <laughs> that's going to blow
1: his mind. I don't know. And um oh, 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 poor dad. So he's asking me how to download Chrome to his iPhone today cuz his I guess that's the browser he uses on his on his PC laptop. Sure. And I'm sure. like, "Dad, there's actually like a browser on the phone already." He's like and he, he like for some reason he can't use Safari. Safari is not a real browser. well yeah 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 bless his cotton socks i know right how are you
0: i am fine (coughs) oh (laughs) yeah i don't know uh i have no idea it's you know uh listen teachers uh once we get towards the ends of school
1: Go Little I Nutty Bananas?
0: No. Yeah. Little Nutty Bananas. No brain cells. I have no uh-huh. brain cells. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, all the time. I'm like, am I, what, is that, what, how about, there was something, I don't, shit. That's what, that's what my brain feels like all the time. Like, I just have no idea. And then also,
1: Do you like, think your 20-year-old self would be like that or is, or.
0: Well, first of all, how dare you?
1: <laughs> we are geriatric millennials apparently. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, my my little millennial brother sent me that shit and I was like, how you dare he? bastard.
1: I, I said good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> I said good day. How dare you?
0: Geriatric. We had this gener- this like we're there's only like it's like 5 or 10 years that we were born and we've had so many names they cannot so
1: just to like give everyone some reference uh your brother sent you a buzzfeed article renaming Xennials the geriatric millennials
0: right because apparently the gen
1: z's are trying to steal like old young millennials are trying to steal Xennials, i guess is that what it was saying I don't know.
0: You're like I'm gonna talk about this article that I did not read. <laughs> uh, no, so there was an article uh, that came out that was talking about the you know workplace it, like excellence of the older millennial oh. because they are the hybrid generation right so they can do both things like they're super mm-hmm. comfortable in technology but they understand kind of how the older workforce works and like you mean so how they to they communicate touch,
1: like, with people
0: yes how to actually talk to human beings face to face so the, it was actually a positive article but the problem was that it called us geriatric millennials <laughs> <laughs> So it was like anybody born from like eighty to eighty five is a geriatric millennial. And first of all, that's like the tenth fucking nickname that you guys have given. Like Mm -hmm. we we used to be generation Y. Like we used to have Mm -hmm. it was like a you know, we were on the cover of Newsweek as generation Y at some point.
1: The the Jordan Catalano generation.
0: Right. Yes. There's been lots of different names for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. People need content, right? So it's just anything clickable. But obviously, people had some feels about being called a geriatric millennial. So they took to Twitter with it. There is also, in addition to that, the other thing you were talking about was that they have started calling the babies on the bottom side of the Mm -hmm. youngest millennials. The Gen Z
1: millennial cusp
0: they've started calling them zenials with a z and to that i say go to hell please the art <laughs> not
1: have it go to hell like i don't i don't think that there's going to be i don't know obviously time will tell but my gut says that there's not going to be this weird in between with millennials and gen zers Because, like, you didn't have that, like, flip of technology where technology took over so much of our lives. Right. Um, But, you know, that is really, it it still is fascinating uh, why, you know, this little kind of Mm sub-generation, like, people are confused by it, baffled. Right. They're a mystery surrounded by an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Growing boobies. (laughs) It's a will and grace reference. We're not crazy.
0: I mean, we totally are, but right. it's also a will and grace reference. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. Like, it's it's weird. It seems weird how much has gotten written about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like for a sub genre, right? For a sub generation that, like, we're
1: sub genre. <laughs> yes, we're our own sub We have comic books and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always, always bringing it back to TV for me. Uh, you know that that like because it was such a shift and because Mm -hmm. because they made such a big deal out of generation x i think Mm -hmm. because generation x had such a personality Mm -hmm. right that like and then millennials have such a personality and then you know they're sort of figuring out that like well there are these people who are kind of in between the two that like don't really fit with either of those things and actually when you're talking about generations like you do this really large I don't know, I wonder if they'll start narrowing the definition of a generation, right? Like if it's gonna start becoming like a smaller amount of years, because as technolo- technology grows so much faster, mm-hmm. right? Like it's exponentially, the world development is exponential now because of technology. It's creating quicker cultural shifts. That it's creating bigger cultural shifts yeah. that are happening faster, so.
1: You know, it's also interesting though, I mean, I wanna start calling Gen X the lost generation because where are they no one talks about them anymore they're kind of passed over it's baby boomers and then they go right to millennials they like and not only that baby boomers are staying at their jobs longer so that means that around the time these baby boomer bosses are retiring the gen xers don't have that much longer to retire either so like they're not gen xers are missing a whole leadership opportunity
0: right that they kind of get they kind of get squinched
1: Mm -hmm. in the
0: middle of because because baby boomers are working a lot longer
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know
0: that's interesting like I it I I think in a lot of ways like I mean the Gen Xers are busy right now right Mm -hmm. like this is this is the phase of their lives where like they they have kids they have jobs that are really busy right like this is like this is like the super busy time
1: Gen X's also, though, are, like, the shit-on generation because they've now dealt with two recessions, neither of which, you know, were caused by them. Um, They've dealt with a war or two. Neither of them were, you know, their decision to get into. Um,
0: I mean, I can see how millennials can feel that way, too, right? That, like, that's sort of what they got handed, was like, oh, good, you get to be a grown-up in a world made out of bullshit.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I... so, okay, do you have, changing topics? what is life starting to look like for you as we start to open up?
0: Um, you know, it's been a little bit of a struggle, actually. I know it's really funny because, like, just last week I was like, it's so nice, we're opening back up and we're doing stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever happened to the, like, let's not get so busy again.
0: I know. And I, and I'm like, I, that's how I feel. Right. So like, Mm. I'm very aware that like, there is a part of me that is missing pandemic living. Right. That like Mm. everything was very slow and quiet Mm. and I had time to do lots of, because when you get busy, I don't know if this is true for you, but it's true for me, and I know it's true for a lot of people that I know, that, like, the first thing that goes out of the window is taking care of yourself,
1: right? Oh, yeah.
0: You automatically start doing... It's all the other stuff that is, like, the obligation to other people mm-hmm. that you ha- that you maintain, right? And, and all the self-care stuff goes totally out the window. So, like, I haven't been on a walk in a fucking week. Mm. Like, I haven't had any time for any of my witchy stuff. Like, mm. I haven't... Or journaling, or even reading a mm. book. Like, I just... And when I get this busy, I have a, I have a hard time settling, right? Like, Uh, even if I were to have a little bit of time that I could choose to do some of those things, like my brain is very, it's very busy in, in working and in, right. right? So like, I have to be really conscious of, and I haven't quite figured out how that's going to happen yet, but like, I gotta, I I don't want to do this again. I really don't like, I want to take a step back and figure out how to balance it better.
1: So I've really found, I'm really glad that this started happening at the beginning of the year. I've started this routine where I wake up and I meditate Mm
0: -hmm. and then I
1: journal. Mm -hmm. I force myself to write a page front and back. Yeah. And then I go to the gym. Yeah. And then after that, I am ready to start my day. I've done the things I've done for me. Mm -hmm. And, and so I prioritize that first Mm -hmm. and then I can do everything else. I know the way I work is that if I leave that stuff to the end of the day, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to work out after work. All I want to do is go home or like see friends. Um, uh, Even meditating, like uh, most meditation practices recommend doing it twice a day, once in the morning and like once sometime in the afternoon, like before your last meal, but like doesn't happen. Um, So, you know, I wonder if people or yourself would want to experiment with, you know, where where do you carve out that time?
0: Right. And and that's that's part of the struggle is because he, the thing about being a teacher is that You're up early already. I'm up incredibly early already and I can't like I would have I mean it would be dark, right? Like I'd have to get if I were to do all of those things before I left for work, I'd have to get up at like four thirty in the morning. Mm. and fuck that noise (laughs) no thank you um I mean a lot of time this this time of the year I start like creeping the alarm clock down (laughs) a little bit further like most of the year I'm like six o'clock jump out of bed and like ready to go um you know lots of stuff because you there's a lot of stuff even with just a few kids and like doing virtual learning like there is still a lot of preparation that has to happen every day in order to take care of little children all day um (laughs) And so, you know, theoretically, I have more time in the afternoon because of that. But also, like you said, it's hard because you're you're really tired. So it's yeah, yeah it's it's a, it and it's about it's about prioritizing. Um, but it, it's just hard when you're really busy, like it has to be a really concerted effort. But to, the to- other
1: thing I think, you know, is is helpful to think about is just, you know, if you if you have something you want to do, maybe just try and start doing it as opposed to waiting for the perfect circumstance to present itself.
0: Sure, and that's my uh, you know I, I have a perfectionist nature, um, and I know. so yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a hurdle for me.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I have to I have to be really intentional about that, um, and and remembering that doing a little bit or doing some even if it's not perfect is okay and that's you know still helpful for mm-hmm. me because um, like even yeah, like trying something
1: like you know maybe you just stay in the classroom like for an extra half hour and and journal or like and then like you know but like <laughs> I, I, you're shaking your head totally get it but like you only you only know that's not gonna work if you try it right
0: well yeah I take your point that like trying different ways of doing it um is is helpful um and i do i i do at least manage to get in um you know a little bit of of meditation i have a lovely app called the insight timer which Mm. i recommend highly um, oh my god i use that yeah it's really great for meditation um yeah and so i i do get a little bit of that in before bed um Mm -hmm. yeah so it but it is it is about kind of trying new things. And and it's also about being kind to myself because, you know, we're, we're in a home stretch here and it's, everybody's tired, you know, kind of in, Mm -hmm. in terms of school, everybody's really tired and the kids are tired and it makes it Um, especially this year with all the upheaval and the virtual learning and everything has been really strange. And then we have to go a lot later because we started later. Um, Mm -hmm. And so nobody's used to it. And so I think there's, there's just a lot of everybody's really, everybody's tired and kind of worn down. Um, And so it's, it's harder at this time of year and I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind to myself and I'm going to, that this is, it's not about should, It's not about I should be doing this and I need to be doing this and this is on my to-do list and I'm a bad person if I don't take care of Mm -hmm. all of it. But it's about what's going to make me feel better, what's going to help me manage the stress and difficulty of this time. Um, And that the answer to that is lots of different things, right? That like sometimes I have to lay down and take a nap. Uh Like sometimes napping is the answer. Um, Uh And sometimes like Having a happy hour on a patio and getting to laugh and not think about it for a little while is the answer. Um, there, there are lots of things that can be the answers in different ways and at different times.
1: I think as, as things start opening up, I need to remind myself that pushing through like I used to do, not always helpful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what I need to do, but yeah. you know, sometimes I'm not actually hungry, I'm just tired.
0: Or yeah, that like that. So frequently, we forget that rest is as important of an option as anything else. Mm-hmm. It is like, and and if there's anything that this past year can teach us, it is that it is that we do not need to do <clears throat> as much as we were doing before mm-hmm.
1: that. Uh, I I I uh, I'm getting my first pedicure tomorrow.
0: Oh uh, yes, since, that since was, the that, before times, I have been so delighted. It's it it is a, it it was a luxury I missed a whole lot.
1: <laughs> this actually came out of a really funny situation. So I went to um, my family's golf club for dinner last night with my cousin um, uh, and his wife, uh, who I adore. Um, and there's uh, just so many white people. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's a it's a golf club in Westchester, New York. So, it was so yeah. many white
1: people in pol- in like pastel polos and like <laughs> like zippy zippy fleece vests and like loafers. Sure.
0: sure. I, I of-
1: like it just it's so normal to them and I get it. And it's just so not like coming from Los Angeles that's so diverse and multicultural. Like, it's yeah. just, like, oh, my God. Like, I, I feel like I'm in, like, some weird horror movie sometimes. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. And
1: mm-hmm. it was, like, I got introduced to the golf pro. <laughs> whose name was, like, Trip or, like, well, Skip or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, of course, and, what the golf pros name. And,
1: and then, like, it was last night was also my first handshake since the before times. Because, like, well, did you so, kind of
0: forget how to do it?
1: Well, so, like the golf pro like just put out his hand, and I was like, and before I knew it, I was doing it too, and then I was like, his hand's really soft. <laughs> <laughs> like this is so weird. Why is the golf pro's hand so soft? You wouldn't think that about a golf pro. No, he like, I don't know. Like he was also really cute.
0: <sighs> oh, listen.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: as you know from your childhood, that is a dangerous path to start down, my friend.
1: (laughs) Danger Golf Pro. Danger Golf Pro. Don't
0: don't get into the pro at the club. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That way lies
0: madness.
1: (laughs) He has a wife, but again, didn't stop my mother. Um, Yeah. yeah. Mark Cherry stole my life in Desperate Housewives. Just saying. (laughs) But the funny thing was like so you know these are some of my favorite cousins and and cousin spouse and we saw other cousins there because of course it's a family affair at the club. And so I have been drafted into after work mommy walks.
0: Oh you're going out with the girls.
1: So basically mommy walks are times that the women the women folk. (laughs) sure or like we're done for the day we're gonna go have a drink and take a walk without kids and husbands yes so it's it's funny that like I sort of like get to like put a foot in both worlds like I'm friends with the the men the men'ses and like also get drafted into the mommy walks
0: I I think this is the beginning of a sitcom
1: <laughs> <laughs> mommy walks. <laughs> But then also, this cousin, bless his cotton socks, apparently just has really gross feet, but he admits it. Um, And like, this conversation took a turn. (laughs) One of the things he does, like, his wife makes him get pedicures.
0: I listen, I really, truly believe. i brought it back around yeah if the that was nice (laughs) if the men in my life could let go of some of that mask that that fucking patriarchy Mm -hmm. they would love a goddamn pedicure i've been trying to convince steve about this for years and he's just is like no mm -mm, can't do it the (laughs) idea of going to a place and allowing a stranger to touch his feet is very and i understand like if you've never done it before but i'm like but it's so nice though
1: the first time is weird but then you're like I mean, like, I didn't think my feet looked bad before, but like, wow, they look really nice now.
0: I don't, yeah. I mean, also, like, you know, massage and eat, just it's nice, right? So like, there's like four lot... of us
1: going tomorrow for pedicures. Oh, is, my,
0: mm-hmm. is mommy pedicure
1: time? No, it's women and men.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. how, how advanced.
1: I know, I know. But tonight they have dry. This might be, this might be, need a part two. For next episode, but I am somehow going to some kind of couples mixer at a bar by the beach. And it's all like middle-aged white couples from my town. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah, we're definitely mm going to need an update. (laughs) Um, I need you to
0: count how many people you meet named Chip, Trip,
1: Barb. Barb. Mm-hmm. So my my, my my cousin last night was asking me, so it's like, so like, what was wrong with Chad? What was wrong with Chad? I was like, it's kind of the male Karen. And she's like, I don't think, I think it's a lovely name. I was like, okay.
0: Well, um, and of course she does though, because yeah. she lives in a world of Chats.
1: She This cousin actually is um, married into the families from the Bronx. So it was particularly surprising coming from her.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, she married into a world of Chad. So obviously true. it doesn't <clears throat> bother her.
1: Mm-mm. She married a Macy. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: I am so excited for our main segment today. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> so if you were the if you were with us last week, then you know that today we are delving into the Xennial classic. She's all that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, it was. It was just delightful to rewatch this movie. You know how I feel about a good bad movie.
1: Oh my god, it's so bad, <laughs> but enjoyable. But you know, I um, I think you have more nostalgia for it than I do. Like I think this one might have been something or other more for you as when we all watched it for the first time back in the nineties or nineteen ninety nine. I enjoyed it. It is a good, bad movie.
0: So what is your history with this movie?
1: Uh, I honestly, like, I knew I watched it in the 90s.
0: But you don't recall? No. Mm Mm-hmm. So you don't, like, remember if you saw it in the theater? I don't. Yeah. Well, we definitely did. Uh, this was 99, so we were uh, skipping a, mar- a fair amount of school at that time.
1: Uh, I was in boarding yeah. school, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we definitely skipped school and saw this movie. Uh, I feel like I saw it a couple of times just because, you know, we went to the movies a lot when we were. Did you have school. like an
1: official senior skip day?
0: I don't think so.
1: We did. We had like a day. Hmm. Anyway. I
0: don't, it doesn't seem like a skip day if it's official. Like right. it's just a day off.
1: <laughs> I mean, the rest of the school didn't have a day off, but all the seniors did.
0: Sure. So <laughs> I, no, we had a, we had a lot of senior skip days, but none of them were official. <laughs> school was down and boring and I didn't want to go. Right.
1: So, what are you
0: going to do? I turned out fine. It's Okay. <laughs> My mom still worries about it. And I'm like, mom, I it's fine. I turned out okay. Like, don't. It was high school. Wait, it was wait, 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 really wait. dumb.
1: Robin still worries about you skipping school your senior year in high school?
0: Yeah, I think she still feels, like, worried that it, like, means she was a bad mom. That oh. she, like, didn't that i what that i didn't get in trouble like that she didn't i, I guess she didn't know i don't know you find out later that you like your parents knew a lot of shit that you didn't think that they knew right but i think she didn't re- like i think she knew we skipped sometimes maybe but i think she didn't realize like quite how prevalent it was
1: <laughs> i really
0: I missed a lot of soul senior oh. year uh but whatever i like i said i i graduated i turned out fine like it's not a problem you like i couldn't gotten in trouble yeah. But I got into a good college and I graduated from that. And then I went on to get a master's degree and I have a life and everything's fine. So like, it's just one <laughs> of those silly things where I'm like, it really is not, we can, we can move on. I think it's okay, no. mom. Um, Yeah. So I think I do, I think I do have nostalgia for, for this movie. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't have any idea if I've seen it since, since then um like it feels Sin. like one of those things that like maybe at some point in the early 2000s i caught it on cable or something or like i don't know like I, i'm not saying for sure i haven't but i don't recall it's certainly not something i watch on purpose
1: i think i think like m- this movie for you is similar to how can't hardly wait was for me
0: mm, okay that
1: movie with lauren ambrose Wait" too. yeah for sure mm-hmm
0: yeah i i mean i saw that one too
1: uh do we have so this movie came out in 1999 do we have a little synopsis for our
0: we do so um if you're not familiar with this movie it is it's based on I mean it's you know the take on Pygmalion My Fair Lady right so Mm -hmm. the popular jock guy gets dumped by his cheerleader girlfriend she goes off with some dude from the real world and He bets his douchey friend that you know. Uh, I mean, oh, cheerleader girl was right. Like it, it, was just me. Like if you, I can put makeup on a, on any girl in this school and turn her into prom queen. So they make a bet, and he picks the you know artsy girl with the glasses that is all like. I the, the implication is that she's like mean or something, but that like people don't like her. I don't or know that she's truth. not
1: pretty because she wears glasses. I yeah sure 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 yeah. <laughs> So, it, like
0: doesn't tweeze her eyebrows god oh my forbid. god yeah i know uh and you know at, as as it goes in a teen movie right like they fall in love but then she finds out she was a bet and she's mm-hmm. all mad and everybody has a choreographed dance at the prom mm-hmm. and then he begs forgiveness and she forgives him and you know the i'm it. sure
1: they're still married with like 2.5 children in the minivan now
0: Definitely. Yes. They definitely <laughs> um, kept dating all the way through college.
1: That said, I think though this particular 90s movie has the most 90s cast of all of the 90s <laughs> movies.
0: I don't know. I mean, it maybe like tied with can't hardly wait. Can't maybe. Hardly Wait has a pretty crazy That's 90s true. cast. That's too. true. Uh, but yeah, it is it is it is pretty unreal who's so obvious the, the leads are Freddie Prinze Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays the main character, Zach Seiler. Mm-hmm. And Rachel E. Cook. This was really her, like, breakout
1: role mm-hmm. um,
0: as the girl. And good old Paul Walker oh. as the douchey friend.
1: Rest in peace, you god.
0: <laughs> He's so pretty and stupid. He's it's so pretty like,
1: and stupid.
0: So up your alley. I actually <laughs> had kind of forgotten... I I used to have really have a thing for him. Like yeah. I used to think he was real. Cute. like
1: there are just some scenes, in those biceps. It's like I can't I can't focus on anything else.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad it had a little eye candy for you. Um, but also it's Gabrielle Union's first mm-hmm. movie. Was it um, her first movie? It was her first movie. Cute. It was. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Um and Jody Lynn O'Keefe plays the mean girl. Um mm-hmm. she is a nineties a nineties mean girl queen as well.
1: Then you have Usher. Raymond, who plays some, we're not quite sure what he is in the film, <laughs> other than the guy who does the announcements at school and DJs at prom. Right. <laughs> then you have that redheaded dude who plays the weird redheaded dude in like every late 90s, early 2000s movie. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And then to top it all off, you have. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar in an extra moment.
0: Yeah, she has an uncredited cameo. Um, She refused to speak. She would not say any lines.
1: Because Buffy was already a thing at that point.
0: Buffy was already a thing. And she and Freddie Prinze were already together because this was after I Know What You Did Last Summer. okay. So, like, she was just around on set, oh. which was how she ended up doing the cameo, right? Oh, she cute. was like, oh, no, I'll do a cameo. Also, because, like, the school that they use in the shots is also the Sunny school down. they use for Buffy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So, which is also know, like the school they
1: money. used in 90210. Mm-hmm,
0: it is. It's Torrance High School. So, it's
1: also, like, the most... Like overly used nineties high school. Right, yeah.
0: It's in it's in some other stuff too. Like you definitely would recognize it. Okay. Um yes, and Julie Hill. Oh and right, yeah.
1: Lil Kim. Oh my god, that so okay. So <laughs> I saw her name in the credits and then just kind of forgot about it. And then like
0: Lil' Kim was Lil' Kim. And then
1: you said it again and I was like, oh my God, that totally was Lil' Kim, but like not Lil' Kim, but was Lil' Kim.
0: But hey, remember Lil' Kim? Yeah. She was such a big deal there for a minute with her little seashell boobies. Mm-hmm. I remember that MTV Movie Awards outfit. She's still around.
1: She just like, she's had so much plastic surgery. I just don't recognize her anymore. Mm. Like you do see her, but anyway.
0: Yeah, so it was an incredibly '90s cast. Um, it came mm-hmm. out in January of '99. This movie cost ten million dollars to make and made one hundred million dollars, which in '99 was a shit ton of money. Mhm. Yeah. So it's sort of how it like it's kind of credited with like starting the '90s teen movie trend, right? Because it cost a little and it made Miramax Max so much money that like that was- then they made a bunch of them.
1: That was also like such a 90s thing, Miramax.
0: Oh, right. I know. Yeah, apparently Harvey Weinstein was all over this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess didn't cause any problems on this one. So.
1: I mean, that we know of.
0: Yeah. So the other weird thing that I found out um, is that (laughs) the, so they had a script, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they wouldn't green light the script as it was. So somebody did a ghost pass on it. Like they did rewrites. M. Night Shyamalan. What? Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan basically wrote this. Like re- he rewrote it. He like did all the jokes and he did the infamous hacky sack scene.
1: I see white people wrote she saw that. <laughs> I see dead people, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Little Freudian slip from the before segment.
0: You're spending too much time at the country club, Donnie.
1: I know. It's only been once and it's happened.
0: Oh, I mean,
1: it's. it's oh, but that's. I mean, I think that scene, hacky sack. Um, <laughs> I mean, that scene probably lives on in infamy more than the film. I.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, if this movie taught us anything, it's that performance art is bullshit.
1: I mean, but also like it's so stupid.
0: it really really is dumb
1: but like oh my god but like i i can just imagine myself thinking like a young twinkie me thinking like you know freddie prince is hot though i'm more of a paul walker kind of guy but um like being like oh you're so deep you're so deep i
0: don't think you would have because i will say when we were watching it in the theater we were dying laughing like it comes across that terribly. I like. I don't think anybody thought it was deep. I think everybody was like, "What the fuck is happening?" It's those, the same as the mm. it's the same as the dance scene in the, once you get to prom, right? Mm. It's like what who the fuck has a choreographed dance?
1: You know what though? Um, so I I'm curious if this is the first movie with one of those big you know that started a trend. I mean, I'm not the first film to ever do a choreographed prom number, but like started right. that trend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if you were paying attention and i I apparently was usher like says like hey guys here's that song we all learned that dance to right
0: dance club show them what you got right yeah
1: so like this is the only one of those movies though that like sort of has a flimsy reason why they're all dancing together
0: yeah and so they added all that stuff later yeah Yeah, they went back to, uh, so all the stuff where Usher is like DJing at the prom Uh is like a a totally separate shoot. Like they went to Chicago and like made him a DJ booth and like just filmed all that stuff separately Mm -hmm. so that it could kind of make sense. Like they, that's what um, the Weinsteins were like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. But the director is like a musicals guy Mm
1: -hmm. and was just
0: convinced it was gonna work. And so he got, Adam Shankman did the choreography.
1: Oh, cute!
0: Yeah, so like he got like real people to like cut like. Call I mean, Adam Shankman did
1: you know start off as a choreographer,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah, and like you know had had a lot of experience and like did a lot of. So I I thought it was interesting because it is that sort of like, sixties throwback kind of choreography mm-hmm. that like was very popular in the 90s right but like,
1: uh but to fat boy slim who was huge in the 90s oh my god
0: that song is so, well, okay. so have, brother like, do you think you've heard that song since the 90s oh yeah it's really? still like,
1: oh, it's like still sampled a whole bunch in commercials yeah. and oh. uh, like anytime there's a 90s scene in a movie <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it is an incredibly 90s song. The whole soundtrack, that kiss me song, mm-hmm. is so <laughs> it's very, it's very
1: nostalgic. It's really funny. Oh my God. That shot, like that first time that song comes on, like when that oh, shot where, when she comes down. When for, she's coming
0: for, down the stairs. Yeah, in, for after her makeover. her makeover.
1: Yeah. Like, but like it was like I love it, but it's also so predictable. It's it's the shot of like Freddie Prince. Uh, in anticipation, and Anna Paquin, we forgot to mention Anna Paquin's in it. Oh, yeah, we did. And how nice to see her not in, like, grungy X-Men clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, Anna Paquin's like, come down, come down, look at my grand masterpiece. And then, like, the music's playing, music's playing, it's building, and then there's, like, that moment, and, like, you have the shot of the foot. (laughs)
0: right yeah it's the shot of the foot and then you pan up yeah absolutely and like cut to his amazed face because Uh oh my god she put on makeup and a dress
1: right like oh my
0: god yeah well and also like i didn't remember like anna paquin gave her a fucking haircut in that bedroom like yeah like i was like wait a minute this girl this girl is like 15 years old and she's cutting hair like that in somebody's bedroom like she should go get a job. Like she don't need to finish school. She's got skills.
1: But also, like, I mean, maybe we're more accustomed to knowing what's a bad wig or not these days because of Drag Race. But like,
0: but oh my god, that wig! They have that her wearing wig in the beginning. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. my
1: god. Okay, so can we go talk? What was it about the '90s and early 2000s about glasses?
0: Well. I I don't know.
1: Was it really just a prop, like used to like this is her before and this is this is a before and after? Like this is the only thing that they can think of to like do before and afters.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I actually think that trope is way older than that. Like you think about like Superman and Clark Kent. Okay. Right. Like nobody knows who he is because he's wearing glasses when he's Clark Kent. Like it's just this really standard movie trope.
1: I feel like it means something different for women. Maybe I'm putting too much on the trope, but
0: well, I mean I I get that right that like yeah. there's there's certainly a lot of that in this movie, right? That like she it it is whether it's enjoyable or not, right? Like the there is there's an incredible amount of patriarchy in this movie, right? Like, sure. This is te- the the lesson of this movie is, right? Like take off your glasses and like your silly artsy clothes and like mm-hmm. put on makeup and a pretty dress and everybody will like you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that sucks right like she was super cute in her overalls and her glasses and her right like I mean mm-hmm. okay maybe she needed to tweeze a unibrow a little bit but like whatever you do you right and like I, I prefer, and I think because this is such a trope, right? Like the makeover thing is such a mm-hmm. trope. Um, There are movies that have done it slightly better, right? Where like, like I think about like Miss Congeniality, right? Mm-hmm. Where like at the beginning of the movie, right? Like she's, she has the terrible wig and the unibrow and whatever, and they have to doll her up. Right. And so like, she does not continue wearing the like, beauty pageant stuff, right like she shows up at the end of the movie and she's wearing her FBI like, suit her FBI suit right yeah. and like she's still wearing her like FBI lady shoes right but like she does have a little lip gloss on right like right. she and you can there's a difference between like the idea that like I'm doing this for me like it feels like she's doing it for herself as opposed to doing it for other people right and that may be just because this is a teen movie and also we don't get to see what happens after right like, Other than the real quick scene at graduation.
1: I mean, can we have makeover movies anymore? Like, without, like, Twitter going crazy?
0: I feel very positive that you can. I think it has to come from a different place.
1: A more genuine.
0: Yeah. And it has to come, right, that, like, you can't.
1: Changing for themselves and not to please other people.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, not, and, and, not, and
1: not so much makeover, but like, like glow ups.
0: Glow ups. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I think you could definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie is incredibly, I mean, it, it was incredibly tropey even at the time, like they mm-hmm. did not another teen movie which is basically just this movie right like mm-hmm. where they just are spoofing all of the stuff like I've seen that one too actually in the last handful of years and I did not even remember like so some of the stuff that happened in She's All That seems like it's making fun of itself like when he shows up at the beginning of the movie Freddie Prince like he rolls up in his yellow Jeep to mm-hmm. his student body president parking spot oh my god which just made me die laughing. And then he goes inside and he looks at his own fucking picture on the wall. And I laughed so hard. Like, oh my god. First of all, like, did you have a student body? I mean, I know you went to boarding school so maybe your life was a little different, but like, did you have a student body president?
1: Uh a form of it, yes.
0: Right, but like, did anybody really care? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Cuz like deal. we had it at my school. But I don't think anybody gave a shit. Like I don't remember who it was.
1: You also had like you had authority as president.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know that that's true. Because the like the, the
1: the we called them prefects, not presidents, but like it's a boarding school term.
0: Sure. So it's more like a RA kind of thing.
1: No, well there were there were dorm prefects, but then like there were like whatever.
0: Like in Harry Potter.
1: Sort of, yeah. There was a head boy and head girl of the school, basically. Like in Harry Potter. And they sat on the disciplinary committee. So if Ah. someone got in trouble, like they had a say.
0: Okay. All right. And then like definitely was not true at public high school.
1: And and the and all like all the prefects had responsibilities that went along with it. So like it wasn't it wasn't like just like a a pop it was a popularity contest, but it wasn't like Right. Cause like there's, there's a job that goes along with it. Like there's a whole right, thing, exactly. there's meetings yeah. that you have to do and events you have to go to. And right. it was, it was a responsibility for sure.
0: Okay. Related question. Mm. Did your prom have a prom king and a prom queen? No. I don't think that's really a thing that maybe it was a thing they did in the eighties, but like by the time the nineties rolled around, like, I don't know, maybe other people that we definitely did not have that at my prom. Like I went to prom twice and they didn't. There weren't any kings or queens. Like nobody got voted for anything. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, for for boarding school, it was only a senior prom, and uh, like you get bust off campus, and then you get bu- like to a like a local hotel, and then you get bust back, and then everyone gets limos into the city and stays in cheap hotels.
0: I I don't know what other people's I mean, obviously, like, I was not part of the cool kids crowd or whatever in high school. So, like, I don't know what other people did. Mm. But, like, I don't know. Like, we went to prom. It was fun. I like an excuse to get dressed up. That's right. always been true. Uh, my my sweet mom bought me very uh, – dress, dresses that cost way too much money because she's mm. very nice. Um, and, like – Dresses? I, then, well, because I went to prom twice. So, we did right. junior and senior. So uh, – and then I – we i'm pretty sure we went to ck's okay which is like a waffle house or a right like it's like a it's like a 3 a.m diner uh and then like slept on my friend jenny's floor like Aww. i don't think we right like i don't think we i it wasn't like it's it's such a trope right that like american high school movies mm-hmm. and like the the all of the cliques which is sort of true right like it's never true that like you don't ever talk to anybody who's in a different clique from you like god forbid right like it's not really all that like it's not quite that hierarchical but like the prom is not that big of a deal like it's not i you know all of that stuff like it's just such a
1: what was it's not going to
0: be that nice either like if you haven't been to prom yet don't think it's going to look like it does in the movies
1: what was almost a bigger deal? Well, maybe to me is we had a formal for everybody, but not for everybody, at in the fall called Sadie Hawkins, which is where the women are supposed to ask the men. And you sure, I'm familiar with this
0: concept from Safe by the Bell.
1: There you go. Um, <laughs> and I was never asked, so I could never go.
0: Uh huh. You couldn't go if you nope. didn't get asked. Correct. Well, that's shitty.
1: Hmm. Well, you turned. That's why out fine. I'm gay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened, girls. At... <laughs> what boarding's? I don't remember.
1: Boarding's
0: doesn't what matter. Is. Uh, yeah. That it's all your fault.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, one other thing, like, if you're looking for some major '90s lingo, she's all that is a good glossary of terms.
0: Major I... wiggins.
1: Or whack that's wacko
0: mamba jahamba i believe paul rudd says at one point
1: what? i missed that one
0: mamba jahamba there What's are a number of terms various terms for lady parts
1: oh her mama bobos, jahamba. i
0: believe he calls her boobs at one point i was like bobos that is not kind at all like he's trying to say it like it's a compliment but it is not a compliment yeah. yeah, Julie Hill definitely has the line at one point to Paul Walker, like on behalf of black people everywhere, stop,
1: <laughs> which is
0: really funny to me because I, I agree. Uh, it's so, it, it's the 90s-ness of it is just delightful though, right? Like yes. in the opening scene, she's got the chopsticks in her hair. I really had forgotten it's- that we used to do that. And like Taylor's outfit at prom mm. with like the little tiny She's the little tiny, like, rolly buns Mm -hmm. in her hair, and she's wearing so much goddamn glitter. She looks like a cage boy at a a gay club. Like,
1: you know, almost like, in a way, I think this movie makes the 90s look quaint. I
0: mean, they were a long time ago, dude.
1: (laughs) I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not long ago, but like, yes, it was for us, it's a long time ago, 20 years ago. Uh, 22 years ago. I
0: mean, the end of the 90s yeah. was 21 years ago, yeah.
1: like. But, I mean, it's also, you know, a representation of the 90s in that like, nothing's wrong in the world, and uh, like, it's it, it's like this weird... Um, well, that's
0: not exactly true. I mean, her artwork is all about, you know, uh, slaughters in Mogadishu, true. and, you know, she talks about sexual harassment still being a problem, and she talks about toxic waste dumping in the oceans, like,
1: she does but then you know she gets told to like smile and don't think about that stuff
0: right and i think that's a very i mean
1: and 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 her art teacher doesn't praise her for that her art teacher praises her for like opening up about her mom later on
0: oh right 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 she's got to do her own trauma porn Mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely um Yes. And I think those are all very, I, those are all very, you know, high school movie tropes, right? Sure. Like it's very, and also it, it was a long time ago, right? <laughs> that like, those things are very different. You definitely could not have the scene where he tells her that she should smile more often. You definitely could oh not get away with that cool. now. Yeah. That was tough.
1: Um, so I guess this leads us to the big question. Does she's all that hold up?
0: I think it's an interesting question um, <laughs> because I think I, you know, I think I think truthfully we didn't we didn't really talk much about what what we mean by that. Um, yeah. So it, the entire movie is built on a like patriarchal trope of like girl needs man to help her understand how to get men and I find it fascinating that like I it's clear that they were trying to like yes it's a silly teen movie but they were trying to give them like deeper character levels right like she's Mm -hmm. very closed off because her mom died young he can't make any real life decisions because he feels like everybody he feels like all this pressure to live up to everybody else's standards, right?
1: Yeah, they didn't like, go real deep on them, but yeah, they tried.
0: They they tried, right? So and 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 I appreciate that, I guess. Um, I, I do think it's funny that like the concept that this like jockey golden boy high school kid like understands the concept that like her trauma has caused her to repress and she has to let people in. And like, sometimes you let the bad in with the good when you do that. And like, I'm like, well, that's real fucking deep for like this guy who drives a yellow fucking Jeep. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, But the truth is, is that I enjoyed watching it like I found it a mute there were there were there are a lot of little moments in it that are genuinely funny I think Matthew Lillard is hilarious
1: oh my god
0: I thought all the real world stuff is really funny I think Jodie Lynn O'Keefe is just such a delightful bad girl trope like I think she's so funny as the mean girl um and like you know there there are lots of little moments it's ridiculous right like the dance at the prom, and especially the guy with the fucking sea urchin hair who's in the front Mm -hmm. of that, the fact that most of the people who are dancing at the prom look like they're 45, like, that stuff is funny to me. Like, it is one of those good, bad movies. Like, it's not, it's not a good movie. I get that, but I did enjoy watching it.
1: But it's also, like, I also think it holds up, though, because it's such a cookie-cutter... Yeah. Like, plot line. Like, it's not... They're not recreating, like, yes, I I hear what you're saying about how influenced by patriarchal norms Mm -hmm. it is, but, like, it's still not a new plot line. Like, it's still a plot line we're familiar with and a plot line we enjoy and a plot Mm -hmm. line that, like, is just, you know, applied with a 90s cover to it. (laughs)
0: yeah and i mean i think you know with the exception of little kim like it's the the actors did a good job like it's well acted um you know gabrielle you (laughs) have a couple of well i mean it's not like they had a lot to work with i'm saying it was well acted for what they had um they have a couple of moments that make me really laugh Uh, like you know there there's there's some really good supporting quality supporting people in there um you know, there are, there it, it is entirely made out of 90s tropes, right? Like the makeover mm-hmm. and like his whole thing with the dad. Like it's very like, you know, the varsity blues, like, I don't want your life, right? Like, mm-hmm. these are very, even just like his fucking Jeep and the Southern California high school of it all. Like it's very, it's incredibly tropey. Um, and it is what it is, right? Like, I mean, it's a 20 year old movie and it feels like a 20 year old movie. Yeah. It very much feels like a 20 year old movie um, and that's
1: why you know also you're willing to sort of I mean at least I am like I'm willing to forgive some of its faults like it's, oh, it's yeah. just such a movie of its time yeah yeah
0: right like don't come in expecting anything else man
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: don't do it so yeah if you've uh, if you've if you've never seen she's all that then why are you listening to this podcast?
1: Or go watch it, duh.
0: (laughs) If you need a '90s teen romp, I I recommend it. It's a it's a good time.
1: Megan, what are you warmed about this week?
0: We have been rewatching Sports Night. Oh. yeah. So, um, you know, I love every watch. I have not done this one in, in several years. Um, so I will say it is also very much of its time. So it is, uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar with sports night, it was Aaron Sorkin's first TV show before West wing. It was 98 and 99. Um, he actually was doing the last year of sports night and the first year of West wing simultaneously, Um, and it's Felicity Huffman and Peter Krause and Josh Charles um, and Josh Molina and it is there's there's a laugh if you're gonna if you're interested in watching it there is a laugh track like because it was a sitcom they like made him put a laugh track in which is very weird um but it's very noticeable in the first couple of episodes but if you get past that they dim it down a lot and we're like close to the end of season one and they barely use it at all now so they have managed to um sometimes he is he's really outsorkening himself Um, oh. Yeah, like he's is, it's real, real Sorkin-y. The dialogue is a little bit, uh, is a little bit overdone Dance. sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, he is who he is. I like that. I find it amusing. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, but so if you are a Sorkin fan, you will recognize a number of the plot lines there. You know, he's got his things that he likes. You'll recognize some of the jokes, but uh, it is still, it's a, it's a really good cast and it is. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's Sorkin uh, and it's fun to rewatch it again. So, Yay. Charlie, what are you whelmed about this week?
1: I am whelmed about Center Stage. Oh, uh, another
0: <laughs> 90s classic.
1: Maybe maybe we'll do a little hold up, does that hold up conversation soon. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have my stuff yet from the movers and I'm at the whim of cable TV, not, you know, being able to, stream when I want to um, and it has been on so <laughs> I've actually watched it twice now
0: <laughs> we love a good bad movie here on well right yeah.
1: they're on, only the good bad movies <laughs> no good movies no Mm-mm. no good movie for you ever Megan Megan where can people find us
0: well we are on instagram at whelmed podcast and facebook at whelmed with megan and charlie and we have a new email address that you can send us all of your questions and queries and comments it is whelmedcast at gmail.com so we sure would love to hear from you on any and all of those platforms come visit us uh don't forget to rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on because that helps new people to find us and tell a
1: friend. Tell a friend. Tell all your friends.
0: Tell all your friends. I love you, honey. What would I do without you?
1: Never have to worry about that. Oh, boo. Bye. Bye.